live from Studio 6B on a Friday night. Good to be back. Slick Rick's going to do some sports. Rick Delgado's going to do the news. I want to have Aaron play Crazy Town right now, but I'll give it, I'll give it, a, I'll give it a... Roll it! Roll it, e. I'll Roll give it a couple e. seconds just because just to get into the niceties here, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, at least say I mean, hello. People, people thought I was absolutely out of my mind. There, look at this guy going in. He said too many vodka tonics. To get get the vodka tonics away from that guy. As I was watching it with my phone kind of up to my ear, uh, just laughing hysterically. One of, that's one of the funnier crazy towns I can remember in a long time. That speech was off the rails. Like a 12-year-old in a, in a restaurant with his parents. There you are giggling, watching, <laughs> looking at your, yes. your, 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 your cell phone. Yes, with my now 14-year-old daughter looking at me going, what are you doing? <laughs> you so, immature yeah. boy. You're embarrassing me, Dad. Who's the kid here? Yeah. Well, I think we know. So, uh, Live from Studio 6B on a Friday. Glad you're in. Aaron Friend holding it down in the big room as always. Slick Rick's going to do some sports. Rick Delgado's going to do the news. And what even is that coming up tonight? What All a right. Friday. Whoa, nice. What a Friday what night. What a treat. Get fired up for that. What's your what even is that going to be about? Uh, I think I alluded to it earlier when I said, you're a boob. Okay, you're oh, a boob. Or you're a boobies. <laughs> this, this, this may be the best one we ever said. <laughs> uh, don't start that tit for tat stuff. Here. All right. Oh, All right. Did you guys plan this out? That's, that was a good one. So, okay, very good. Very good. Very oh, good. Uh, all right, we'll get into that. Top of the second hour, 9 o'clock. Make sure you stay tuned to for that. Um, you know, I left here on Thursday night. We talked a lot about the Presidential Records Act and this <laughs> act. and uh, kind <laughs> Don't of, you mean Wednesday night? Is that when I left here? Yeah. Wednesday night. Yeah, Wednesday <laughs> yeah, night. Yeah. Yeah, Thursday yesterday. night, I was, I was drunk watching Crazy Town. Yeah, that's right. No, I wasn't. I, wasn't. Uh, I was, was watching Crazy Town. Uh, yeah, Wednesday night. And, of course, I was um, kind of lost on the Presidential Records Act and the Federal Records Act. And who was right? You got Levin. You got Andy McCarthy. You got others. Jonathan Turley and uh, Dershowitz. Dershowitz has a good piece today about one of the other aspects of this whole trial that we've talked about, and that is the um, the president actually getting a lawyer, uh, a team together, and why he's having such a hard time. We'll talk a little bit about his piece today in the Daily Caller. Uh, the president put out a new video today. We'll get to that. Tucker Carlson put out episode four. I mean, it was as good. I have found in the four episodes that he is doing, he is more... I mean, this is a corny word because I can't think of a better one, but he's more edgy right. than anything he ever did at Fox. I mean, these, these 10, 12, 13-minute monologues he's doing, and the one yesterday, well, yes, two days ago, was really fire. I mean, just such a, such a clever way to get at his point with Biden and the dictator stuff. Do you know that I actually saw that Chiron did you? Wannabe, and I thought it was fake. I thought someone photoshopped it. I'm like, wow, they did a really good job of photoshopping that. Oh, you didn't see it live when it no. happened? Okay, yeah. Yeah, because I saw it too, and I was kind of giggling. I'm like, <laughs> um, yeah, same with you. I just thought it was a goof. Somebody put it together and, and you know threw that up online or something, but that's it turned un- out it really happened. That's unbelievable that it happened at Fox. I guess, has the guy been terminated or oh, yeah. suspended? I, oh, I, he that's, was. that's in one of my stories today. Yeah. Oh, okay. Boy, but, I saw that, and I thought, man, that is a... That, Oh, okay. The guy was fired this morning, <laughs> yes. Aaron says. Oh. Um, fired. That's as, uh, <laughs> I swear. I was thinking, man, that's as good a Photoshop as I th- I've seen. <laughs> that is like nailed. The colors blend. Well, 
Yeah, we, wow. we actually do have a picture of it, right? You know what? Yeah, we do coming up. Yeah, yeah. you know why it looks so good? Because <laughs> it was real. Because <laughs> it was real. Yeah, wannabe dictator. Yeah, the Fox News producer who authored <laughs> who authored the network's cry on Tuesday night, labeling President Joe Biden a wannabe dictator has parted ways, they say, with the company, two sources told uh, the Daily Beast on Thursday. Former Tucker Carlson Tonight managing editor Alexander McCaskill, who features prominently in a toxic work environment lawsuit, is no longer with the network. So it was one of Tucker's guys. Yeah, yeah he talked about it in episode four. <laughs> yeah. That's what got me on this whole thing that Tucker's doing. But man, friend, I looked at that. I looked at that. And I thought, God, the guy's got the font perfect. He's got the, with the white blend. In it. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, man, this guy is good in Photoshop. Whoever this guy is, so, no, hire him. No, that's actually hire him up. That was actually made it to air. I so. bet it was real funny in their control room until it suddenly wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know what's interesting is how long it took for somebody to actually notice. Because a lot of times these things just pop up. People keep talking. They're doing their job. They're not. Re- they're not really reading it, right? I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, and I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they made it as a gag while they were in break, and they're like, "Oh, look, it's funny. We should put it up during the show. Oh, we can't do that." And then it made it to air because yeah. they didn't take it out of the system. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Why do you have something like that planned, Fran? Stop, <laughs> Fran. Just don't. Please don't give Fran any ideas. I like just live from Studio Six B. It looks fine, Fran. Don't get any ideas, please. Right. Yeah, Aaron, Fran. be quiet. Don't talk to him. Don't give him <laughs> She's already laughing. She knows what's coming. She knows what's coming. Uh, exactly. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. So, uh, well, we got lots to do in the news. We'll talk more about all of this. So I'll talk. Up. So I got Dershowitz. I got a, a really good article from a gentleman I was not too familiar with until I saw his tweet, actually. And now he's followed it up with a, a great piece, Will Scharf. Who is, let me just get to his bio because I know he talked about it. Will Scharf is a former federal prosecutor who also worked on the confirmations of Supreme Court Justices Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett. He is currently a Republican candidate for Missouri Attorney General. Okay, so I think taking looking to take over the seat that now, that now Governor holds, who was the Attorney General, I believe Eric Schmidt. Um, six reasons DOJ's Get Trump Documents case is seriously flawed. Uh, and make some very, very solid points. So we'll get to that as well. Um, a couple of the viewers sent me a couple of good breakdowns. Robert Barnes, that, I, that someone passed along to me that I actually watched the Robert Barnes one on the Federal Records Act, the, the Presidential Records Act. Mm-hmm. He's definitely in the, um, he's 100% in the, in the same case as Levin saying that the executive branch and the Presidential Records Act is going to, is going to win out, and anyone to talk anything else is basically foolish. Um, so I did watch a little bit of that. I, I don't remember who sent it in, but whoever it was, thank you very much. It was, uh, it was very informative uh, to watch that. So we're going to get into a lot of that stuff. Rick, I, like I said, we'll have more news. We'll have the news. Yeah. Uh, there Rick- was also, you know what, speaking of that real quick before I forget, I, I read the, uh, the Substack Shipwreck Crew. You yeah, I love, he is. I love him. He's a, if it's a, if it is a he, I think it is. Yeah, he's a former federal prosecutor. He had, he, he had a really really good breakdown of this, and uh, again pointing out, you know, kind of kind of siding with uh, Levin as well. As the, there's a lot that they're going to try to have to prove. I'll send that to that me. Is, I like to read that. that I, just I love not, everything yeah. he does. So I'll, I'll send it over. Send I'll truth that, it to you. Yeah, send that to <laughs> me. So. 
Uh, all right, we'll get into that. What's coming up in sports, Zuck, Rick? Anything on your radar tonight? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, the Conor McGregor's sexual allegations now oh, coming geez. to light as more information rolls out. Really a crazy story. They've got video now on this, so uh, we'll be talking about that. John Morant, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies uh, star, got a 25-game suspension from the NBA today for his gun-toting uh, 25 on the video. games, that's it? Yeah, 25 games. That's a lot of coin, though. Still an all big deal. That's pretty light. Yeah, well, that's what he got. And, uh, and, a, and a disaster was averted um, in Vegas on Tuesday night. There was a threat, a death threat. Somebody was going to come in and really do some damage. They were able to catch the guy before he he got to Vegas for that Stanley Cup final game against the Florida Panthers. The crowd was massive. There was thousands of people outside, inside, and there was threats that uh, they got text messages and what have you, and they were able to catch the guy. That could have been a real disaster, very and, similar to what happened course, back in 2017. I was going to say, that immediately makes yeah. you think of that music festival. 2017. Yep. Yeah. Um, I actually saw, I forget what channel it was, did a whole, had, had a whole thing on that, like one of those kind of like tracked the last six days of this guy leading up to it, and they had all this, you know, they put all these, what do you call it, like 3D modeling together of like how he got everything in and his followed him, like his, tri- I mean, it's unbelievable, man, oh man, just crazy. Wow. The planning and everything that went into that with this guy, where he went, and they tracked his movements, and they tracked how many, how many things he brought into the hotel over the course of seven days, how mm. many um, totally luggage trips yeah. undetected. Oh totally my god, undetected. four or five every trip. Do you watch it and you go, "Geez, how does now? How is no one from the hotel notice a guest coming with forty pieces of luggage over six days?" That's but, like when know, I go out, when I travel, <laughs> they don't question that's, it. That's probably yeah, well, that's probably part of it. They don't question it. They don't question a lot, but. Uh, well, that's good to hear. Sorry, right, we'll hit, get into that in sports. Uh, make sure you go over to livefromstudio6b.com. Brand new site's up. All our merch is up. And you can register for free. And I believe when you register, you get an immediate coupon to use at the at the store for, I think, 10% off. So make sure you go over there, livefromstudio6b.com. Nice. Sign up as a member. And then we have the shirts of the show section, which is brand new. And that's every shirt that's on the show that week will be on sale. So right yeah, now you've got Yeah, we talked about the, it last night. Yeah, you've yeah, got three. And now the Trump Trump was right is on sale right now. Is so it? That, that joins the, uh, that joins the uh, four, one, uh, four others for the week. So yeah, all five yeah, yeah. shirts for the week are on sale. And Fran and Aaron said that the sound like the blues shirt looks real sharp, I heard. <laughs> I heard yeah, about that like, one. Sound like the blues. Uh, straight out of DuPont is brand new. That's up <laughs> as of uh, this morning. With the the Joe paint's Biden, still drying. With oh. the Joe Biden sunglasses in there. So that's, that, that's pretty good. So uh, go, go sign up at livefromstudio6b.com. Uh, we'll send out great emails. Just keep a great way to keep in touch with us over at the website. So, when are we, um, when are we going to see a, a real live version of the 2 a.m. Uh, naked Hammer Fight Club shirt? In, in well, I haven't even, yeah, I haven't We're even, still hammering it out. Come on, give us some time. <laughs> We're still nailing down some details. Exactly. So. All right. Come on, man. I haven't even got mine yet. So I haven't gotten. My, I have a bunch of them coming in, new ones that I haven't got. But I'm most excited about let's the Friday night rodeo or let's go to the rodeo. Let's go to the rodeo. Let's go to the rodeo is a sharp looking shirt from. Yeah, I can tell. That's we'll a sharp-looking shirt. We'll I see it. when I get it in person, and I'll Ooh. be wearing it, of course. But uh, that one looks good. I can't wait for that. So, um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So now, did David Zier last night say that he is uh, now wanting a shirt? Yeah, he said "Mana" by MAGA is right. his idea. I think that's a pretty good shirt. Make America normal MAGA again by yeah. MANA. Yeah. Make America great again by making America normal, normal, normal again. again. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I like that one. That's all right. 
It's not the zero nor there. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, you like that better? <laughs> well, <laughs> I like neither zero nor there. I think it's hilarious. Whatever. <laughs> All right, let's go into the chat right now. Which All one right. do you like better? Oh, by the way, I love Delgado's idea last night because I happened to be watching it at that time. I think every night everybody should check in with their city and state where they're coming oh. in from. Oh, yeah. I thought that was fantastic. Let's do it right now. City, state that you're checking into on a Friday night. We're going to have some fun tonight. Keep it loose. Uh, so give us your city and state, and then also tell us, Z, what is your idea? Zero, what is it? <laughs> well, actually, that's really Slick Rick. Uh, the, the, he's neither zero nor there. Yeah, we had one of those moments last night where he was neither near zero nor there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> neither zero nor there, which I'm not David. sure I'm in love, love with, him. or MAGA by MANA. Yeah, I like that one. Which one do you like better? And uh, we'll go with the audience. Let the audience pick the next one. We'll get the design started. Mm, we'll see after tonight's show. We'll see where uh, we'll see where you uh, fall on that. So either Z- we'll get Zero shirt either way. Yep. Maybe it won't be Zero nor there, here nor there, whatever the hell you. I'll never be able to say that. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm already having problems. But MAGA by Man might be nice. So uh, make sure you follow us on all our social media as well at LFS6B. And uh, head over to livefromstudio6b.com. And like I said, register so we can keep in touch with you. Emails. You'll be the first to know if you're on that list. That'll be the first place any news ever goes out. We'll be on the livefromstudio6b.com email list. Make sure you sign up absolutely free and get a 10% off coupon for doing it. All right, we'll get rolling. News, sports, what even is that? All coming up and Crazy Town from last night. One more time for Big D right after this. Seventeen past the hour, live from Studio Six B on a Friday. Mike keeps dropping here on me. Um, looks like Rick's gonna come up with sport. I mean, that is a sharp-looking suit. That was a houndstooth. Yeah, like houndstooth. Oh, baby. Yeah, boy, you're nice. Crush velvet. Makes me want to come over and yeah. just pet it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is. That's why I'm touching it. Like I got yeah. pet. It's like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like a little very, crushed velvet. I, I feel smooth. like I'm going back to uh, back to running into my 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 uh, the, the walls in my house in the in the dining room that my parents had that crushed velvet wallpaper. Okay, there you go. Well, I see you got that shirt you bought on flex payment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to. <laughs> right. Friday night. All right. Looks had some good ones there All on right. the guns coming out. Well, I gotta think though. Gotta bought me a slice of pizza. When he came in today, what a gentleman. He's the you, best. You don't buy your shirts one size too small, right? No. No, okay. No. I, didn't, I didn't think so. No. I, I defended you against what he was saying. So. No, you didn't, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Crazy well, town. I got to see it in person while I'm here, Aaron. From last night, Joe Biden, straight out of DuPont. <laughs> Roll it. <laughs> crank it up, Frank. Crank it up. It's good to be home. (laughs) This is the best educated, most committed generation in American history, and they're going to take us over the end. Over the, over, just work it out. (laughs) I was just saying to Carol Brown that we've known each other a little while. She was 12 when she got started. I was a little. There's an old expression we joke in the neighbor I grew up in. You go home with them to bring you to the dance. What? (laughs) (laughs) Bro, what are you talking about, man? This is what climate change looks like. 
Only it looks worse if we don't do something now. Sure. Was he doing the money and thing? And if I could hold, yeah. just divert for just a second. Huh? What happened was I didn't announce my <laughs> environmental plan for the first month after I got it, I, I, I announced. <laughs> and then it's already attracting that money. Where members are uh, yeah. of Congress voted against the bill, uh-huh. we're still having it. I made a commitment. <laughs> I said, like I said, to all my folks in the, in the all, all the Americans in the State of the Union address. Oh. Tax credits for electric heat pumps, roo- uh, rooftop solar, Hello. and that have been denied environmental justice. Replace, we're replacing every single lead pipe in America. <laughs> we're cleaning up all industry sites. Look, we're including brownfields and super sites, oh. uh, superfund sites. Oh. And with the bright, you know, we have the blight of communities that are there, there for decades that have been just clobbered all across Appalachia, the southwest. We're plugging in abandoned wells. Huh? They called it the G7. The Good plan. Build back Biden, build back better. And we realized that got confusing. So now we don't call it that. What we, we call, call it? it is, here's the bottom line. Look, we're the ones <laughs> we that caused that's the my favorite. The United States. Here's the bottom line. We cleared all our land. We did all the things that to make our make things more easy for us to make money. Oh. Soon, oh, okay. Africa <laughs> soon <laughs> will have like, one like billion years ago. people. Wait a minute. <laughs> we gonna contain ourselves still. Yeah. Come on. Well, we're going to win and we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. Wow. <laughs> we have plans to build in, 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 in Angola, oh, one yeah. of the largest solar plants in the world. Huge. I can go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble. We made clear. They made clear. $30 billion in taxpayer subsidies to oil companies who made $200 million last year. Oh, billion. I said again. million. Billion dollars. I was one of the first people to introduce the climate bill in the United States Senate way back in 1986. Yeah, And I right. come from the state of DuPont. <laughs> Is he serious? <laughs> oh, excuse me. State of Delaware. My mom would get in the car, turn on the windshield wiper to get the, to get the, the dew off of it, and there'd be oil slicks, yeah. literally oil slicks. That sounds about right. Slick. On the windshield. Every time I'd walk out of my grandfather Finnegan's house up in Scranton, he'd yell, Joey, keep the faith. And my grandmother yelled, no, Joey, spread it, spread it. <laughs> Let's remember who we are. We're the United States of America. There's nothing, nothing beyond our capacity when we do it together. We can do this. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like like he's talking to his colon there at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Good gravy. Wrecked him. My goodness. I mean, the thing to take (laughs) away from that is if you really stop and listen to how much the audience laughs, and I swear oh, it's not man. a laugh with him, it's a laugh at oh, him. Man. There are so many times that the audience is clearly laughing. <laughs> like, what is this guy saying? Right. And I'll, I'll go to my grave saying that I'm from the state of DuPont. It was not a mistake. <laughs> that was not a mistake. I know DuPont's headquarters are there, but that is not what he meant. Man. I don't know what was going through, whatever is left there. Yeah. But that... He caught himself. You can tell in his reaction. Right. And the whole timing of it. 
Because it's, it went kind of quiet when he said that, right? Like the crowd didn't how react. Could it not? They were like, "Look, well, how could like, it not?" Huh? Like, is that a joke? What is he trying to say? Here? Uh-huh. That he got paid off by Dupont? Is that something? <laughs> is that something? Uh, another bribe we have to look into? Oh, I mean uh, that. And by the way, uh, you can look all day long. You will not see one mainstream media outlet <clears throat> talk about that speech, fact check that speech, talk about any of those moments. Not nothing. If you don't watch Crazy Town, you see none of that in its real context. Yeah, it's crazy. It's I, crazy town. I actually did a search for <laughs> Biden Dupont to see if there was something I was really missing. I listened to the whole speech, so I know he hadn't brought them up. It wasn't like right. they were a part of it. There was no executive there that was. Uh, no. Oh, yeah, and then I went to C SPAN. This is, this is how much of a life I have. I went to C SPAN and actually read the transcript to make sure I didn't miss anything <clears throat> because I couldn't believe that moment. And there's nothing in there that tells me that that was a joke. <laughs> I still think my I still think my favorite line is "Build Back Better" was too confusing, so we changed it to "Here's the deal." <laughs> <laughs> because he didn't know where, where what he was, he didn't know he what, didn't what, what he was saying. Yeah, he was making something up. <sighs> he decided to go off script, and uh oh, you know what happens when Pop Pop goes off script? Oh, yeah. uh, well, I need to put the Star Wars words in. That's that's why yeah. it was in there a couple of times because sub a couple of those pat a couple of those paragraphs <laughs> were like, "Whoa, what are we talking about here?" Just run on sentences. Oh my Man. god! Oh, Epic. And dangling Epic participles stuff. and pivotal uh, word choices. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, we don't. No. <laughs> we have no idea. No idea. You know, most of the times, we have no idea. Holy yep. mo- You don't know what you're saying. Man, that one is. And why am I talking to a sound effect to Joe Biden expecting a, an answer? Nano, no, no. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go, because I get one. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, let's do a little sports. We'll do some more when we get back. Slick Rick. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. MyPillow.com slash LFS6B. What's going on? All right, Friday night. We got just enough time to go to the, the rodeo. rodeo. Buffalo Bill Rodeo. North Platte, Nebraska at the Wild West Arena. That's appropriately named. Bareback riding leader Tana Oss. 82 points on Butler and Sun Rodeos. Neutrinas Pebbles. Steer Wrestling. In second round, Tana Brunner, 3.8 seconds. Team Roping, Clay Holes and Matt Zancanella, 5.1 seconds. Saddle Bronc, Wade Sundell, 85 and a half points on Butler and Sun Rodeos. Stateside, tie down roping with second round, Shad Mayfield, 7.8 seconds. And Barrel Racing, Summer Cosell, 17.47 tenths. And uh, Bull Riding, no qualified rides as of yet, 119,493. $3 payout, Big D. And uh, that's a wrap in sports for this segment. I'll get into Conor McGregor in the next segment when I do sports. All right, Slick Rick. I think I'm going to do more. I'm actually eating a pretzel now. You caught me off guard. So, all right, no, we'll, do some more, uh, we'll do some more sports. We'll do some news at Rick Delgado. Make sure you go to livefromstudio6b.com right now. Check out. Let's go to the rodeo. All right, we're back right after this. Go get a drink. <laughs> he had enough last night.
right, straight out of DuPont. It's live from Studio <laughs> 6B on a Friday night. Slick Rick's doing sports. Rick Delgado's going to do what even is that coming up top of the hour. But right now he's going to do some news. Sports was brought to you by our friend, of course, Mike Lindell. News is brought to you by our friends over at EarlyTreatmentMeds.com. All one word, EarlyTreatmentMeds.com. Use our promo code LFS6B at checkout. It'll... Think saves you about fifty percent off most of the uh, stuff with ivermectin and high dose vitamin D and those kind of things. I know it saves you fifty percent off most of that, uh, whatever you put in your cart. So check it out, earlytreatmentmeds.com. Rick Delgado, what's going on in the news? All right. Well, this one, uh, this one's going to be straight out of uh, City Hall in New York City. How about uh-huh. that one, David? Okay. As uh, Mayor Adams backs away from his pledge to house migrants at Gracie Mansion. What a surprise, citing legal issues with illegals. Uh, Mayor Adams is backing away from the pledge that he would house migrants at Gracie Mansion, blaming legal issues for barring the move while claiming just the symbolism of his offer is good enough. Ah, uh, yes, the old, hey, just the thought of, of getting something should be, should be the, uh, it's like, you know, I thought about getting a gift, I just didn't. Uh, that's has what, he, has that's he backed off for. the ideas of putting them in your house yet? Oh, no, he hasn't backed oh, off of that yet. Oh, okay. Uh, so he is, he's claiming that legal issues are barring the move and, again, saying that the symbolism was good enough. He says, I think leading the challenge of the migrant problem is both substantive and symbolic. And as I've always said, good generals lead from the front, he told reporters at City Hall. They don't send their troops into battle and ask, hey, how's the war doing? <laughs> they lead them into battle. The symbolism of saying, I'm willing to put a homeless family in Gracie is that symbolism. This guy's this guy's out to lunch. Uh, his honor griped about the legal issues that the city law department couldn't get past to greenlight opening up the swank Upper East Side mansion to homeless migrants without explaining the roadblocks. He said, "We are never going to break the law." He said, and so we'd be able to know what we can't do, and what we can't do is do as a symbolism of, symbolism of saying, I'm willing to open up the people's house to the people of the city. Of course, as long as those people are illegal migrants, he is fine with having them come by. Unless, of course, he's going to be there. Adam said earlier this month he'd be happy to welcome several migrants into the five-bedroom, 224-year-old estate on East 88th Street if he got clearance from the Big Apple lawyers. It's part of the search for cheaper housing, he said, housing uh, options to handle the crush of finding beds for nearly 50,000 individuals who arrived in New York over the last year from the U.S. southern border. Gotham, uh, or New York City, has contracted with at least 169 emergency shelters, including hotels, large-scale humanitarian emergency response, and relief centers. But the city began a new busing program last month, asking migrants to volunteer for placement at other places in upstate New York and here in Suffolk County on Long Island. City uh, City Hall previously said they'll pay for all expenses through August, drawing criticism from county leaders and local government officials outside the five boroughs who argue their social service programs won't be able to sustain a population increase after that period ends. So more great stuff from the... uh, from the Sanctuary City crowd. It is amazing how all of them amazing. will tell you and act like and govern like that the uh, illegal uh, is more um, virtuous than the citizen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is, it is It's just truly amazing that you continue. They just continue with no regard for the citizens who pay taxes, the citizens who are um, 
you know, the government just overbearing in their life each and every day, the, the property taxes, the all of the different taxes you pay in a state like New York or California yep. or Illinois. And I mean, you just, they just don't give a damn about you. It's just really, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, crazy as, as uh, things that are happening in Canada. Now we know, of course, uh, you know, the leader, the prime minister of Canada is very into his LGBTQ and all that stuff. But high school students in Longfields Davidson <clears throat> Heights Secondary School in Ottawa, Canada, well, they're not, they don't feel the same thing as Mr. Trudeau does. They staged a walkout to protest gender ideology curriculum they say the school is pushing on them. There are Muslim, white, and Asian students in the crowd. There are students from every ethnicity, an anonymous organizer said, uh, according to the Epic Times. This is not an ethnic or religious protest. This is a protest for the students who just want to not be indoctrinated, they said. We just want to have our beliefs that differ from other people. One of the Muslim students involved in the protest that took place Thursday told the outlet that they were not protesting students that identified as LGBTQ, but the curriculum, they say, that is being forced upon them. Uh, There's a quote. There have been a few incidents in which biological males have walked in on Muslim girls adjusting their hijabs, one student said. So our problem is that they have now pushed it against our religious circles and our religious minorities we're not here because we're we're against them existing we're here because we're against them forcing their beliefs upon us there were counter protests to the walkout including some parents who participated i just wanted to come down because it's heartbreaking that there are so many people standing against this blah 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 said tim dunn a parent according to the epic times uh the principal of the school sent out an email the day they have the protest saying that they must be done off school property but of course the indoctrination can happen on school property Student walkouts are one way to share the message, but there are many other ways to respectfully show support for issues that are important for students. Principal Jennifer Borrell Benoit said in an email. So you're getting some pushback, and this is this is not the first time we've seen this. We saw the uh, the kids up in yeah. what was it, uh, Massachusetts, Massachusetts or New Hampshire, or something? Yeah, that staged their own kind of protest. There's more and more of it happening. The polling is very clear on it. And again, yeah. all you have to do with any of these people and any of these groups, it's like we used to talk about with the NBA and uh, Kaepernick. Yeah, he yeah. only decided that he had to be, um, he had to kneel and he had to be Mister Protest and Mister Out in front of the cameras only in season. Yep. Because right. of course that's when the cameras and everybody was on him. But if you looked at what he was, he really down for the revolution would be what did you do when the cameras were not? Well, of course, he did nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Zero. And it's the same with all of these groups, whether whatever the subject matter is, whatever they're protesting, they only do it when it's vogue to do it. When the cameras are on them, if you when when, the, when nobody's talking about it or the cameras aren't on you or you're not fundraising or there's nothing to be made or nothing, they're nowhere. They're nowhere to be found. But the polling on this with the American people is as clear as the day is long. Nobody cares about what you're doing in your private life. Nobody cares what you're deciding to do or what you feel or who you want to whatever with. We just don't want it in our, in our face all day. We don't want to be asked to suspend reality, right. our own reality. We don't want four-year-olds being told they can cut their testicles off in school. We don't want them being shared books of uh, two, three-year-olds and how to have oral sex in school. That's right. it. It's not about what you do, but nobody wants it in their face all the time. Yeah, literally. Which is which literally. is what the what, what the uh, you know the the Trantifa, as they are now referred to, uh, try to do to people. They try to force it. 
force it. That's that's. Uh, I thought that was uh, considered violence when you try to force something on someone. I thought that was bad. So you continue to see the polling numbers on all this continue to drop. You see what goes on with Anheuser-Busch and Target and Starbucks and all of them slowly drip, 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 drip. But it's only going in one direction. And if you haven't seen, by the way, Matt Walsh's, uh, I'll call it an expose, even though it was a Twitter thread, but it was pretty much an expose on what is going on at Fox News and the not even lurch left. They are jumping uh Lurch is not even what's what's more than lurch. Uh, <laughs> what gets you there faster? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Speed deeming to the left. Speed demon. Um, you should look at Matt Walsh's internal documents that he was able to. I don't know where he got them from, well, but they obtained got them from inside. Uh, Fox. Yeah, they obtained <laughs> uh, documents on what's going on inside Fox News. And I can't imagine it's any different than what's, if not worse, than what's going on at MSNBC or CNN. As far as pushing um, the LBGTQ plus trans uh, surgery for minors, it's, it's really stunning. Sickening, actually. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a, I think I still have it up. I was going to reference it last night, but there, uh, Sweden. The first country to introduce legal gender reassignment has begun restricting reassignment hormone treatments for minors as it, like many Western uh, countries, grapples with the highly sensitive issue. Now, Sweden has been kind of at the forefront of this trans ideology. They've done at least, uh, from what I understand, 30 years of studies. And now they are scaling it way back because of they see the damage that this is doing. How could they have done 30 years of studies? I mean, I was in high school less than... This never, this was never even contemplated. I was a teacher in a public school system for 14 years. This was never, not one iota of a breath of <laughs> any of this from 1994 to 2007 when I left. Right. Never heard of it, ever. 30 years of studies. Yeah. Let's see. Sweden's recent rollback is more notable as it was the first in the world to authorize legal gender transition back in 1972, paving the way for sex reassignment surgery to be covered by its universal health care systems. Rights groups have expressed concerns, um, regret, it says here, but others who have had the hormone treatment support the Swedish position. Mikhail Cruz, 36, changed his gender in his late 20s, but had a change of heart and finally detransitioned. Uh, for seven years, a Swede uh, lived as a woman, but never resolved his discomfort. The new diagnosis revealed he had Asperger's syndrome, as well as attention deficit disorder, and suffering what he thought was related to his gender was actually due to different factors. So those, yeah, they, are, those are the kind of meetings you would have as a teacher back then. System principal, principal would come to you and say, hey, you're getting a new student and, uh, you know, whatever the problem was or whatever. They have this, they have that. Not once ever did I ever, in 14 years leading up to 2007, have a principal, assistant principal, administrator ever come to me. And I was teaching music. So I was dealing with all the theater, right. all, of, all of those kind of kids. Never one, ever once. Did I ever have anyone come to me and say, oh, we've got, um, she thinks he's, whatever. Right. Not, not once. It wasn't even on a radar. This kid thinks he's a light switch. Yeah, well, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Um, all right, quickly here, before we hit the break, do you guys been following what's going on on I-95? 
In Philly? In this, in, yeah, yeah. In the road collapse? Yep. Yeah. All right, we have an update here from um, John Fetterman. So let's listen to the update. Oh, here. good. Earlier today, some, uh, com- some comments about uh, the uh, tragic uh, accident in uh, 995. And if you want to make any comments with respect to that, feel, feel free. You're recognized. Uh, no, I, I, I uh, would, would, would just um, really like to, you know, the 95, 95, 95, you know, um, you know, obviously that, you know, you're pretty much preoccupied with the with 95, and I, I certainly am too, and we know it's a major uh, eatery, not just for, for Pennsylvania, but for the East, the East Coast. And a lot of Pennsylvanians are worried that the delays and repairs bring to its standstill deal. Earlier today, some com- mm-hmm. some comments. <laughs> it's like a Birch Gold read. A Birch Gold read. I read the Birch Gold. Instead of nine, eight, nine, eight, nine, eight, eight. <laughs> He's going I mean, nine five nine five ninety five ninety five ninety five. Text that for your free kids. <laughs> Instead of nine. <laughs> Come on. Come on. What is going on? Really? Uh, the leadership. Oh. Leadership. All right, 13 to the hour, live from Studio 6B. So, you know, I mean, it's Senator Carper who really is to blame for that clip. Yeah. He's the one who who, who threw um, oh. Fetterman under the bus there, caught him oh off guard God. with the whole, if you want to give us an update on 95-95-95. He <laughs> had no idea what he was talking about. No idea. That was beautiful. But, I mean, it's just, it's just oh. so brutal. It's just so brutal. I dare you to read the next. I mean, do the people of Pennsylvania think that he's actually representing them? They can't. They I don't can't. think. I. I, don't I mean, <laughs> they can't. When you ask him to give an update on ninety-five, and that's what you get, those are the profound thoughts of the senator from Pennsylvania. <laughs> see, <laughs> now I know what okay. Aaron was laughing at. Now see if Delgado. <laughs> If Delgado didn't point, I see I wouldn't have caught the Chiron. Oh, well, uh, dictator from you, evil dictator, you. Hi from nine five nine five nine five. Text. Ah, that's good stuff. Good stuff. No, Fran. I mean, I just, I don't know. Yeah, he really did hang him out to dry. I mean, that's. Hey, do you want to comment on what's going on in your state? You know, the biggest story of the, uh, uh, so far this year in Philadelphia. Uh, by the way, from what I could tell, which I, I mean, I don't know, but from the overhead shots I've seen, whoever's in charge of that project looks like they deserve a lot of credit because they're really knocking it out. Because when it first happened, I heard reports that this thing could be. Um, yeah, six months. I mean, really could make, the, uh, make driving on the East Coast all the way up 95, just a disaster for the next well past the 4th of July weekend. 
If not, like you said, months. I I heard six months initially because uh, maybe they didn't realize the extent of the damage. Maybe it's not as bad as they thought it was going to be. But yeah, I was here. I was hearing at least at least six months. I have family that lives just north of there. And they said the problem isn't just the 95. It's because of where it is. All the side roads are now overwhelmed. And they, you know, the traffic is a snarl no matter what. Mm. Well, it looks like they're it looks like they're knocking it out about as fast as you can from some of the update shots I've seen, and and I don't suspect any of the credit goes to Booty Juice because he probably doesn't no. he probably hasn't even been there, and I don't know if he has or not to be who, honest with you. But who knows? Maybe President Biden got involved and he redirected some of that uh, you know uh, uh, train track from from uh, you know across to India. He directed some of that money to Philadelphia to make sure that it got fixed first. Oh, instead of the bridge to India? Yes. Yeah. Well, he was speaking today at the Safer Community Summit, and, um, and they told him to stay away. Let's see what he ha- let's see what he had to say. Oh, Following up on the Fetterman clip, let's see what Biden had to Not say again. Because a federally licensed gun dealer is required by law to run background checks on those he's selling a weapon to, and in most cities down in Philadelphia and New York, areas I know well, like up here, you'd see a truck pull up, pull to the curb, and selling weapons. Selling guns, selling AR-15, selling weapons. Well, guess what? You do that now, you go to jail. Because a federal uh, license... If he did that, then he went to jail, too. What in <laughs> what the is hell he is he talking about? about? What no kind idea. Of, raise your hand if you've seen that scenario play out. He, he talks like he has seen that scenario play out. Maybe in the state of DuPont that happens. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know around I here. I don't think I've seen that. I now, used to live in Manhattan. Down in Philadelphia, <laughs> New York areas, I know well, like up here. Right. So, I mean, he's, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? You see a truck pull up, pull the curb, <laughs> and pull the curb and selling weapons, selling guns, selling AR-15s. Like it's the taco stand. Yeah, I'll pass outside. on the like a, you know, <laughs> I'll take the cream sickles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll take a four pack of tacos and give me an AR-15 before I got to hit my lunch break and get back to the office here on 47th Street. What is he talking about? It, it, the truck. You know the truck. The truck that pulls up with the song. You get you get some soft serve. Maybe you get you get, you get a uh, a popsicle, a bomb pop, it's and it. grab yourself an AR-15. <laughs> Mr. Softy. Yeah. It, it is amazing when this guy gets off script. It's like the it's like the bridge to no, the, the bridge to nowhere. Yeah. That's an off script moment. I, yep. I have no idea what he's talking about. No one else does. This he just I don't know where the, these things come from. His dad's headboard up against the wall in the middle <laughs> yeah, we, of the well, night. We heard that a bunch of times. Oh yeah. His oh, new story. thing is now that I was forty, she was twelve. That's yeah. not that is not a good one for him to <laughs> use. Not Whoever gave him that, you should cut that right now. <laughs> I don't think that's something they gave to him. I think that's one that, that's one of his personal. Wow. No, no, no. This works for me. This is this is a good bit. Watch, I'll do it again. Did you see him with uh, Eva Longoria yesterday? Where he grabbed her boob. We tried. I mean, yeah. no. People can argue what that he. It? People can argue that you're being nitpicky, <laughs> and that's not what he was doing. Her reaction and speed of hand movement says it all. Yeah. Wow. In that clip, her hand movement, her movement down. Mm-hmm. Says it all you need to see in that clip. Right. That that's that's someone who I've I've been groped before. I know where this is going. Oh Boom. wow! Take control of the situation. Well, either that or she knew those hands were a little bit too high, 
and coming from back to front where they were going to end up because she clearly made a move like, whoa, there, pops. Right. Oof. Yeah. I heard about you. <laughs> she, was doing, she was doing the old Jackie Chan, like, whoo. Yeah, it was pretty close to that. Uh, we'll pull up that clip. Uh, let's do some sports, though. Uh, and here with that is Slick Rick. Sports is brought to you by MyPillow, mypillow.com slash LFS6B. Use our code LFS6B at checkout. And if you do, send us your receipt. Pick something out from our store. We'll send you something for free for supporting Mike Lindell. I'm surprised I have to say this, but I got a couple angry emails for people who, because they didn't get free merchandise for using someone else's code. Oh, well, you can't well, do that. Uh, that's a I problem. Don't mean, I don't, and they say I'm not clear about it. I don't know how I've not been clear. Use our code at checkout. Mm-hmm. We'll send you merch for the order you placed with our code. If you use someone else's code, we'll go to them and see if they have free right. merch for you. But right. I don't have free merch for you for using someone else's <laughs> code. Show up to Taco Bell with a Burger King coupon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. And I'm so, I don't want to make anybody angry. Or think that we're doing, we're not doing something we say we're going to do. But it's just very clear. I thought use our code, send us the receipt. We'll send you free merch. That's it. That's what that means, right? Our code. Our code is LFS6B. It's not yes. okay. It's not anything else. Gotcha. So, all right. all right, Slick Rick, what's going on? All right. Well, speaking of being handsy, how about this one? Bathroom video emerges of Conor McGregor with sexual assault accuser. This is from Jenna Lemoncelli of the New York Post. Newly surfaced video footage obtained by TMZ, who else, appears to show Conor McGregor escorting his rape accuser into a bathroom at Kaseya Center in Miami following game four of the 2023 NBA Finals on June 9th. In demand letters sent to the NBA, the Miami Heat and McGregor, and obtained by the Post, the former UFC champion is accused of violently raping a woman after she was physically forced into the bathroom by the team and league security. The woman has yet to be identified and her face is blurred in the video which was taken at around midnight on June 10th after the Nuggets defeated the Heat 108-95. McGregor's representatives denied the allegations to TMZ and in a separate statement after the video was made public called the allegations no more than a shakedown. In the footage McGregor wearing a black t-shirt is seen exiting a restroom area where he then approached a woman in a white t-shirt and appeared to share a brief exchange. McGregor then appears to grab her hand and lead her back to the bathroom. The restroom door closed moments later, and then the footage ends. McGregor's representative said in a statement on Friday that the woman's counsel applied pressure on in the media after a demand for money was ignored, according to Sun Sport. After the video was released by TMZ, the claimant's lawyer now has changed her story. McGregor's rep said in the statement, Mr. McGregor welcomes the investigation, which he firmly believes will show the claims against him are false. After not responding to the demand for money made by the claimant's counsel, she turned to the media to apply pressure. Again, this is no more than a shakedown. Ariel Mitchell, the woman's attorney, told the outlet that her client was partying with McGregor at a club inside the Heat's arena just minutes before the video footage near the bathroom was taken. At one point during the party, Mitchell said her client took a selfie video with McGregor, which was also obtained by TMZ. So a lot more is rolling out with this. The story goes on for quite a bit, but there's demand letters and all. I don't know, Big D. It does sound like maybe a shakedown, although I do have to say Mr. Proper 12 is improper at times, so he kind of gets I mean, himself in a bad mix. But I know, you know that's the thing. I just don't understand how tough. you even end up in these situations I when, you, when you're worth a billion no. dollars. And how expecting your fourth child. He's expecting his fourth child. They just announced it last week. With, his, girl, his, with, his, uh, with yeah. his girlfriend or fiance, yeah. something like that. So I think that, I think that's part of the thing, it's too. A, it's like, I don't want this to get out. I don't Amy. take women by the hands to the bathroom, I can tell you that. I mean, right. <laughs> no. Can you, you have a billion dollars. Pay someone to... 
<laughs> Grab your arm and keep you away from this stuff. Exactly. Wow. Two live from Studio 6B on a Friday night. Man, we had some fun in hour one. Hope you did as well. <laughs> Glad you're in. Slick Rick's doing sports. We'll do some more. Uh, Rick Delgado's got the news. What even is that coming up here in a second? Aaron and Fran holding it down as always. Hope you have a great weekend as we head towards Juneteenth on Monday. <laughs> oh, we will yeah. be here, though. Oh, we we will holiday? be here. No holiday. No holiday for the Live from Studio 6B uh, cast. We will be here on Monday night, 8 p.m., right here on Real America's Voice. And don't forget, it's Father's Day this weekend. Oh, that's right. So happy Father's Day. Oh, well, since you brought it up, I was going to wait till the end of the oh, show. Okay. We'll do it now. Happy Father's Day to yeah, all the just, dads yeah, out there. Just kind of throw it Father's around. Day. Happy Father's Day to all the dads. Uh, happy Father's Day to my dad and all of your dads here on the show and everybody. Um, have a great have a great Father's Day. Hope yeah, you get man. to spend some time with family. Definitely. And relaxing on Sunday. Smoke a nice cigar. Swim in the pool. Barbecue. Drink some uh, high noons. Oh, that's what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> yeah, between <laughs> noon and ten. You should do that too, though. <laughs> high noons no. start before noon. <laughs> not on Sunday. Oh, no, not on Sunday. I get the blue laws. <laughs> what are you doing on Sunday? What are you doing, Slick? Uh, we we'll definitely get together with Dad. Uh, you know, How's Dad for, feeling? Dad is feeling fantastic. A That's complete great. miracle. At the gym three days a week, he's doing really. Great. Thanks for all the wow. prayers, boy. I, the prayers really came. Power of prayer, right there. It works. He, he is. He had a tough road there, Woof. man. It was a little touch and go, right? Very touch and go. Very touch and go. But he's doing great. Like I said, working at the gym three days a week and driving and doing great. And God bless. All right. Very good. Very good. Um. Well, I'm just going to be home. What are you doing, Delgado? Uh, what am I going to be doing? I, you know what? Normally, believe it or not, for the last few years, it's been kind of, I just kind of do what I want before that, though. I used to do a race every, every Father's Day. There was a race in Harlem that I would do every year. But On your bike? Yeah. What's that, like a little, like, what, 150 miles? No, it was, it was only about an hour. Oh, okay. Uh, but it was called the Harlem uh, Criterion Classic. Harlem oh. Shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> and it was actually, actually kind of cool because, yeah. uh, you know, we raced around this park in Harlem uh, just off 25th Street. And the crowds that show up for this thing were insane because it was just it was a tradition. It was, it was every year. And, and they keep doing it every year. I saw, I saw the, uh, the posting for it. Um, but I used to race that. That used to be my Father's Day thing. But now uh, I'm not racing, so I'm just, uh, who knows? Well, maybe I'll do another 65er. All right, very good. Um, all right, it's time now, I think. Are we ready, friend? You want me to? Here we go. Yeah, I think It's we're time ready. now oh. for one of my new <laughs> favorite segments here on the show, and that, of course, is Rick Delgado with What Even Is That? All right, well, thank you, Damon. And remember to You're check welcome. out livefromstudio6b.com and get that shirt that's featured this week. See what I'm doing? I'm plugging, big guy. Plugging for your What Even Is That shirt? Yes, We've exactly. given a lot of those out. That's been one of the more popular requests is the What Even Is That shirt. Well, very sure. good. Well, let me ask you this. Yes. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Stop. Okay. Oh, no. 
Video shows trans influencer going topless on White House lawn at Biden Pride Month celebration. Yeah. I think that's a first. Yeah, it's enough for every American to ask the all-important question. What the f*** is going on? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's rewind. If you don't know the story, maybe you missed it. It starts like this. Oh, boy. Tuesday. The White House was all up in arms, issuing rebukes of a tranny TikTok influencer named Rose Montoya after he showed up at the White House for their big gay White House party last Saturday and showed off his, um, 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 melons, big juicy melons. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, you might say, sus tetas muy grande. I'll send that out to my Australian friends out there. Uh, you see, the quote, unquote. <laughs> Australian friends. Yeah, so Australian. <laughs> the quote, unquote, oh, influencer man, decided man. since he has no other discernible skills that would be of value in the marketplace that he needed to generate views for himself. So he decided to do what any normal tranny TikToker would do and, well, do the unthinkable. Show off his big gay tranny tots for all of Pennsylvania Avenue to see. Check this out. Are we topless at the White House? Are we topless at the White House? Yes, exactly. And as you saw from that video, there was a bit of Joe Biden and a bit of dancing before the big reveal. Now, if you're asking yourself, well, what even is that? Just keep in mind that this is the same Biden White House administration who has hired people like this and even some like this hi my name is cooper and this is a day in my life as a white house intern (laughs) we did it joe (laughs) hey jenny i booked you a nail appointment love yeah i didn't tell you to do that yeah uh but i think the biggest question surrounding this influencer's wardrobe malfunction is why is the biden white house so upset i mean seriously what even is that joe i ask because for the better part of this doddering old fool's existence since they stole the 2020 presidential election is that the biden administration and the leftist communists are all about the morally bankrupt and disgusting trans movement behavior when it comes to say i don't know trans shows for toddlers and small children which is gross Mm -hmm. or how about the drag time story hour at your local library where you're supposed to make sure that you're Stay quiet, especially if you do disagree, because only MAGA bigots make noise about keeping kids safe. Mm. Or the ever-popular trans show at the military base bit, where your hard-earned tax dollars are spent trying to figure out which tuck, roll, sachet, and stroll move will truly scare our military foes. Not even the Trans-Siberian Orchestra gets as much publicity (laughs) as these mentally deranged lunatics. So let's get this straight. They're pretty good. Even if they aren't. Uh, You can have a man's genitalia thrust into the face of young, unsuspecting children, but don't you go showing off your surgically enhanced man boobs at the Biden White House, or you'll be met with a tersely worded statement. Mm. I mean, the only thing I think this dude got right was the tuck. Mm -hmm. Seriously, I looked. I mean, I had to. It's part of my job. I'm talking about it on TV. And I must say, I was impressed. Usually when you see such dances like things like this, things can, how you say, come apart. But that didn't happen here. Mm-hmm. Though it has happened. Yeah. And usually when, when it does happen, 
and things get loose, well, it makes you wonder, well, what the tuck is going on there? Gratuitous. Yeah, thank you. Uh, just a question, though. Nothing to freak out about there, Damon. You just got to ask the question. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, oh. some very good questions oh. to the White House press, Sarah, oh, yes, press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre oh, should have been asked as well. Like, why did you wait four days to issue a statement about this? Mm-hmm. Did you think no one would notice that the TikTok trannies tatas were bouncing around on the South Lawn? Or were you hoping that some more fake Donald Trump indictment news would save you from having to deal with this? Uh Oh, and what the hell is this guy smiling Uh, about? Yes, did he just get done making his own titillating TikTok (laughs) called 2 a.m. Hammer Fight Club? (laughs) Oh, man, he's always got to open that toolbox. Uh, I don't know. But what I do know is this. this. This is the behavior that is typical of this Biden White House administration. And though they issued a rebuke, I think we, know, we now know nothing will ever uh, come of this. Because this type of degrading decorum is only going to continue while this wannabe dictator mm. continues his assault <laughs> on our nation and her values. I mean, let's face it. They're all just a bunch of... Um, Boobs! Boobs, <laughs> Ozzy. These filmmakers are just... Boobs. Yes. Speaking of boobs, Damon, back to you. <laughs> well, what do you mean, speaking of boobs? What does that mean? Um, I don't know, because you, I thought you enjoyed this. I heard Slick Rick's comment last <laughs> night about his blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you started. <laughs> Slick, Slick Rick went right to the fat jokes. Yeah, yeah I know. That That's was right. him. That was him. I didn't do that. I got thank, leather skin. Thank you for that boob tube moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rick Delgado, what even is that? Well, thank you. Do we really? Well, fine. No, no. I'm just going to move on. I'm just going to move on. I'm just going to move on. We're still moving on. Um, <laughs> so Alan Dershowitz has a piece today, and we talked about this, and I, and I still think this is one of the uh, growing issues for the president. And we all were a little caught off guard when we saw the change in attorneys, given that, um, who was the gentleman that I really liked, who was just on TV the night before we were told he's resigning. Um, I can't remember his name now. It begins with a T, I believe, right? Jim Trusty. Thank you very yes. much, Jim Trusty. Speaking of T's. Who seemed excellent. Um, he decides to leave. So Alan Dershowitz has a piece today. But why the former president's having a hard time legal, um, getting a decent lawyer. And he says, Donald Trump has now been arraigned and pleaded not guilty. He was represented by two lawyers, neither of whom he apparently wants to lead his defense at trial. He's been interviewing Florida lawyers and several top ones have now declined. I know because I've spoken to them. There are disturbing suggestions that among the reasons lawyers are declining the case is because they fear legal and career reprisals. Mm. There is a nefarious group that calls itself the 665 Project that has as its goal to intimidate lawyers into not representing Trump or anyone associated with him. They have threatened to file bar uh, charges against any such lawyers. When these threats first emerged, I wrote an op-ed offering to defend pro bono any lawyers that the 65 Project goes after. So the 65 Project immediately went after, well, me. And contrived a charge based on a case in which I was a constitutional consultant, but designed to send a message to potential Trump lawyers. If you defend Trump, or anyone associated with him, we will target you 
and find something to charge you with. The lawyers to whom I spoke with were fully aware of this threat, and they are taking it extremely seriously. That's reason one. There may be other reasons as well for why lawyers are reluctant to defend President Trump. He's not the easiest client. He has turned against some of his previous lawyers, as some of his previous lawyers have now turned against him. This will be a difficult case to defend and an unpopular one with many in the legal profession and in the general population. Good lawyers, however, generally welcome challenges, especially in high-profile cases. This case, though, is different. The threats to the lawyers are greater than at any time since McCarthyism, nor is the comparison to McCarthyism a stretch, by the way. I recall during the 1950s how civil liberty lawyers, many of who despise communism, were canceled and attacked if they dared to represent people accused of being communists. Even civil liberties organizations stay away from such cases for fear that it would affect their fundraising and general standing in the community. It may be even worse today, as I can attest my own personal experiences having defended President Trump against an unconstitutional impeachment in 2020. I was canceled by my local library, community center, and synagogue. Old friends then refused to speak to me, threatened others who did. My wife, who disagreed with my decision to defend Trump, was also ostracized. There were physical threats to my safety. Our system of justice is based on the John Adams standard. He too was attacked for defending the British soldiers accused of the Boston Massacre, but his representation of these accused killers now serves as a symbol of the Sixth Amendment right to counsel. That symbol has now been endangered by the 65 Project and others who are participating in its McCarthy-like chilling of lawyers who have been asked to represent Trump and those associated with him. Trump's lawyers have now alleged that one of the prosecutors has suggested to Stanley Woodward, the lawyer for Waltine Nada, the other person Trump's co-defendant, that his application for a judgeship may be negatively affected if he persists in defending Nada vigorously rather than encouraging him to cooperate and turn against Trump. If that is true, I have not seen the evidence to support it yet, but it represents a direct attack on the Sixth Amendment. Whatever one thinks of Trump and the charges against him, all Americans must stand united against efforts to intimidate lawyers. That from Alan Dershowitz today, live from Studio 6B. We'll uh, talk about this a little more. Plus, we'll do sports and news when we get back right after this. Friday night, Slick Rick. <laughs> Let me talk to you about Birch Gold. President Trump, I'm an idiot. President Trump recently issued a warning from his Mar-a-Lago home. He said, "Quote: Our currency is crashing, and will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be our greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years." Well, there are three reasons why central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar: inflation, deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. The fact is, there's one asset that has withstood uh, famine, wars, political and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times, and that, of course, is gold. And you can own gold now in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of our friends at Birch Gold. That's right, Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part is you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Just text America 
to 989898 for your free information kit. They'll hold your hand through the whole process. Think about this. When currencies fail, gold is a safe haven. How much more time does the dollar have? Well, your guess is as good as anyone else. But you, meanwhile, protect your savings with gold now, and you can do it with Birch Gold, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Thousands of satisfied customers. Just text America. Send it to 989898. Get your free information kit on gold. Again, text America to 989898. Our friends from Birch Gold. If you're in Pennsylvania, send it to 959595. <laughs> All right, live from Studio 6B, 18 past the hour on a Friday night. Glad you've been in. Aaron and Fran holding it down as always. Rick Delgado did a great what even is. That news is coming up, but let's do some sports right now. Sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell and MyPillow. If you use our promo code LFS6B over at MyPillow for great stuff, it'll save you 10 to Sometimes upwards of 60% off some items that Mike has for sale. MyPillow 2.0 is available. The mattress topper 2.0. Great stuff for dad's slippers, shirts, clothes, mattresses. He's got all kinds of great stuff. Sheets. Love the sheets. Sheets, Towels. All of it. Use our code LFS to be a checkout. If you do, send us a copy of your receipt. Forward us that receipt. It says review your order in it. And that gives us all your information. Tell us what you want from our store, live from Studio6B.com, where you can sign up for free and get a coupon, I believe, right away. Um, pick something out. We'll send it to you for free. You don't even need the coupon. Um, let's hey, do some – go ahead. Quick, quick question. Uh-huh. Now, now, if you go on there to buy something, is there a code that you should use, Damon? If you A code where? On my pillow. Yeah, LFS6B. Okay. Just want to make sure. Okay. Don't right. be using anybody else's code. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, use our code if you want the free right, merch. You if you, you just want to buy something with somebody else's code. If you want to code, use someone else's code, that's fine, too. But just don't send me that receipt and right. say, give me my uh, free, um, you know, what even is that shirt? That's all. So, uh, so, Rick, what's going on? All right. Well, here we go. Back to the rodeo. Big D. Reno Rodeo going on from the 16th through the 24th. Just fired it up. And uh, we only have one event in. Steer Wrestling. First round lead at Nick Guy. 6.1 seconds. This is from the Reno Livestock Event Center. So, if you're out there, definitely want to catch this rodeo. But I'll have a full recap come Monday night, no question. And, uh, well, let's go. NFL Hall of Famer Ray Lewis's son, Ray Lewis III, dead at 28 wow. years old. Oh this really? is Dylan Gwynnabrecht. I saw this story. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, right? Ryan uh, Ray Lewis, son, the third, son of Super Bowl champion and NFL Hall of Famer, Ray Lewis, has died at the age of 28, TMZ Sports reports. Like his father, Lewis III played at the University of Miami. He also played at Coastal Carolina and Virginia Union. Lewis III played professional football for the Wyoming Mustangs of the Champions Indoor Football League. Not quite the success his dad had, obviously. A great young man and a, letter teammate, a better teammate, Virginia Union uh, coach Diego Ryland explained to TMZ. TMZ. The entire Virginia Union University community is praying for the family as they deal with the loss of Ray. Uh, Rashawn Lewis, Ray Lewis III's brother, wrote about the tragic news on Instagram. Of course, talking about how he can't believe it and how they're going to miss him. And what also, happened, though? Uh, no official cause of death has been given. That seems to be... I mean, you got to respect people's privacy, and I do, but we get a lot of that nowadays, Big mm. D. No official cause, and you know, always makes... At least people wondering. I think you're better off, if you, if you know the cause, granted, letting people know what exactly Exactly, it is. Gives people some closure, you know, especially on a public figure. That's my own opinion. But hey, to each his own, obviously. And well, here we go. DOJ officially launches probe into PGA Tour Live Golf merger. Big D. Why? Want to Todd Houston and Breitbart? <laughs> what are they, they looking go. for? Oh, you know, 
know, you what? know why. Well, they're looking for the uh, papers behind the Corvette. No, I mean, they, they're not looking for that. Of course, they got time for this, though, right? Uh, Joe Biden's Department of Justice has informed the PGA Tour that it has officially launched a probe into the proposed merger between the U.S. golf giant and the Saudi-backed Live Golf. Uh, last week, the tour made the shocking announcement that it was merging with Saudi Arabia's Public Investment Fund, PIF, despite uh, months of tour representatives accusing Live supporters of sport-washing Saudi Arabia's blood money, quote-unquote. The DOJ is now looking into the merger proposal for possible antitrust violations, according to Fox News. This latest probe comes a year after the DOJ put the PGA Tour under a microscope for imposing indefinite suspensions and huge fines on PGA players who left the tour to play for live. The DOJ also suspects antitrust violations. The new investigation comes a week after the PGA Tour announced the merger between itself and the uh, DP Tour. Uh, A member of the U.S. Senate uh, has also started looking into the merger. Senator Richard Blumenthal from Connecticut opened an investigation on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Senators Elizabeth Warren uh, and uh, Ron Wyden have called um, on the Fake Indian and fake servicemen. They're right on it, Big D. Oddly, only days after the merger was announced, PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan announced he was stepping back from control of the tour for a medical leave of absence. That was yesterday's news about uh, Jay Monahan stepping down for a temporary leave. So, well, he, I, he had been out for a couple of days because of so-called medical something or other, and he was supposed to, I guess, come back. Now he's now he's taking like a permanent leave. Yeah, well, he's taking a no temporary leave. Uh, I guess a more more temporary than the one he just took a few days ago. So yeah, so I'm not sure what's going on there. But of course, they got time to open up an investigation about golf balls. You know, but I think they're looking for the wrong holes, if you ask me. Yeah. And uh, anyway, that's a wrap in sports. Big D, back to you. All right, so Rick, very good. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and My Pillow. Let's do some news. News is brought to you by Early Treatment meds what's going on uh, rick delgado all right well i'm kind of uh toss if i should lead with this one but i might as well you know what it's a friday let's just go let's just go and have some fun with it shall we um a uh well a penn state professor has been accused of having sexual intercourse with an animal and performing other lewd acts in a parking lot near rothrock state forest in huntington county pennsylvania after being confronted by authorities the professor said i do it to blow off steam he said the liz warren uh donation um donor i should say uh penn state professor themis matsukis was charged monday with open lewdness indecent exposure sexual intercourse with an animal cruelty to animals and disorderly conduct a 64 year old professor was reportedly caught performing lewd acts on a trail camera um that was installed in a parking lot back in april i guess they've they've had reports of this gentleman doing this stuff before and they set up trail cameras and they were able to catch him uh, in the act, of course, the professor was caught on video. Um, the DN, the DCNR investigators say Mutsakis has been behaving in this manner since at least 2014, which is disturbing. Uh, from there, law enforcement were able to finally track the uh, the identity of the professor, and they tracked him through his vehicle. Investigators were then able to match his DMV license photo and photos from other trail cameras. And the charging documents uh, also noted that Mutsakis was visibly nervous and repeatedly said, I'm done, I'm dead, after authorities told him he believed he knew why they were there. He probably felt a little sheepish. Yeah. <laughs> He also begged authorities to fatally shoot him, saying, I need to die. The professional, the professor eventually told investigators, I do it to blow off steam. Oof. He was then caught dialing 959595. <laughs> Damon? 
What? <laughs> uh, let's take, take us to break, Rick, please. <laughs> so, yes. Man. Democrat donor, Penn State professor, caught. Blowing off steam, as they say. He's a donor, all right. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back with more riveting news. What? It's Friday. Right after this. I got aliens. You want aliens? <laughs> <laughs> Thirty minutes past the hour, live from Studio Six B on a Friday night. This is what you get on Fridays. It's a yeah. little wild in here. What? Uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Just having fun. So big news. Got to get to the lead stories of the day. I mean, you know, it's why we do um, Delgado yeah. does the news right. to get all those. Then that's the lead story of the news Dude, of this hour. You know what? If it wasn't a not only Liz Warren, but later on in the story, which uh, which I kind of self-edited as I went along, along oh, with some kidding. other stuff. Um, <laughs> Thank really, God, a Hillary Clinton donor as well. This is this person is uh, oh. uh, I guess well regarded within the Democratic Party, being a professor at uh, at uh, Penn State. There. All right. Well, that's so fine. it's kind of uh, it's kind of disturbing. All right, more disturbing say. news now with Rick Delgado brought to you by, I'm sure they're so happy that the news is brought to you by them, earlytreatmentmeds.com. What else is going on? Well, uh, Representative Brad Finstrad, uh, the Republican out of Minnesota, said Friday that a member of his staff was, get this, attacked by a man armed with a gun outside his home, located blocks from the U.S. Capitol building. This happening following Ooh. the annual charitable congressional baseball game. I feel like we've, we've heard this story before. Uh, of course, this one didn't involve any shots being fired. Following Wednesday's congressional baseball game for charity, one of my staffers was attacked outside of his residence by an armed gunman. Thankfully, he'll be able to make a full recovery, and the extent of his physical injuries were minor. I thank the D.C. Metropolitan Police Department for their quick response and attention to the incident. The uh, the representative said, and that's Representative Finstead out of, uh, out of Minnesota, the Metropolitan Police Department did not immediately respond to a request for comment in the same statement, Finstad attacked crime laws in D.C. and other cities, which he claimed have created lawless societies that endanger the public and empower criminal behavior. And that's something we've talked about a lot. Of course, of course, that's going to be the offshoot. If you feel like you're not going to get in trouble for anything, why wouldn't why would you stop? It's time that we started treating criminals like criminals, he said, and bring back common sense policies that imprison career criminals. Career criminals keep the public safe and allow our police officers to adequately protect our communities and keep violent criminals off the street. So, yeah. So Biden was um, talking today at the Safer Communities Summit, and um, this is how he ended the speech. All right, God save the Queen, man. Was he in the UK? God saved the queen, man. <laughs> okay. Now, on so many levels, what in the hell is he talking about here? <laughs> Why would you end the speech with God saved the queen? And I would think that the, uh, our, our friends across the pond are not going to be too happy since it's now God saved the king. 
right? Since yeah, the queen is, passed away. Well, we just had the coronation, which, of course, he didn't go to. No, he probably doesn't even wow. So maybe he's not aware. Yeah. Wow. I totally forgot that she died. All right. God save the queen, man. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, you queen. Maybe he sees her there. And then... Well, it could be that, but he, of course, he has no no idea where to go. Walk towards the light, Joe. All right. God save the queen, man. God save the queen, man. There she is. Hi, queen. No, Joe. No, sir, sir, sir. Oh, okay, yeah. All right. All right, we'll go that way. This is how he ended his speech. Wow. Now, where was this? At the... uh... That's what I was looking at. I thought maybe it was something with the, no, he's at the Safer Communities Summit in who knows where. And uh, I think it's up in Connecticut, actually. Oh, so, he, so you know what it is? New England. So he thinks he's in England. That explains it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's got to be something we're missing here. How, why do you end the speech with God Save the Queen? It's not even right. I looked at the transcript to see if we did miss anything. We didn't miss anything. <laughs> um, why am I not surprised? Why am I not surprised? Maybe he thinks Connecticut has a queen. The last paragraph is literally him babbling on about many things. All right. Well, that'll be crazy town on Monday. That speech up in Connecticut, which we've yeah. just seen parts of. I think it's. Wow. I didn't okay. have time to watch the whole thing today, so we'll see. Uh, speaking um, of, speak- all right, what, what are we doing? News? Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I got ahead. another one. Uh, speaking of somebody who might, uh, you know, want to be thinking about staying safe and being saved, RFK tells Joe Rogan that he's, he has to be careful that the CIA doesn't assassinate him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes, 2024 presidential Democratic candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr., uh, you know, was talking to Joe Rogan and uh, the, the Democratic presidential candidate said he has to be careful that the CIA doesn't take him out. It was a good interview. Oh, you. you uh, oh, yeah. You caught it. It was good. Kennedy told podcast host and comedian Joe Rogan that he thinks he would be assassinated by the CIA if elected president, as he claimed the agency was involved in the assassination of his uncle, the late President John F. Kennedy. He says, I got to be careful. I'm aware of that. You know, I'm afraid of that danger. I, I don't live in fear of it at all. I'll tell you what's very interesting. If you're a, if you're a voter that is, um, doesn't even matter what side of the aisle on, but if you're a one not one party, but a, like a one um, one issue, one issue voter, yeah. and that issue is the deep state. You would vote for him after listening to him talk over almost every Republican candidate other than Trump and possibly DeSantis. You'd vote for RFK over every other one, and it's not even close. When you listen to him talk about the bureaucratic uh, state and these ever bloated. Um, Leviathan that we now have now as a, as a deep state in, in government, you would absolutely vote for him over any Republican except for those two. Right. That's how solid he is on that. Now, there's other things, obviously, just... Yeah, his climate, his climate stuff's a little nuts. Uh, but he also added that he says, but I'm not stupid about it, and I take precautions. Kennedy said the military and the intelligence community and his uncle were at war with each other during JFK's presidency. That sounds like another presidency I feel like I've, mm-hmm. I've been a part of. Uh, and that the two entities were trying to trick the late president into deploying troops to various countries. I feel like they've tried to do that elsewhere, uh, including Cuba and Vietnam. The Democratic presidential candidate added that his 
his uncle was so fed up with the CIA, he wanted to shatter the agency and scatter it to the wind. The CIA didn't immediately return a, a, a request for comment. Uh, Kennedy's comments come as he maintains a distant second place among Democrats, yet carrying double-digit support against President Trump in several polls. Biden appears to be able to cruise to his nomination, especially since the Democratic National Committee has said it would not hold any primary debates, which isn't surprising, uh, but is supposed to be customary for incumbent presidents running for re-election. Kennedy's consistent polling numbers and growing support could inspire a third-party challenge who might siphon votes away from Biden. So that's something they are definitely concerned about on the Democratic side. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting the sense, watching some of the bigger conservative voices we have right now, uh, people over at the Blaze, Glenn Beck specifically, people on radio like Levin um, and others, starting to get to the point where they are really starting to get fed up. And if you remember when they went into Mar-a-Lago, uh, we talked about the fact that where are the Republican attorney generals across the country now? It's, mm-hmm. it's all, now it's, it's, the gloves are, we're so off, even back then. That was last year, I think around November or so. And of course, we've seen no attorney generals drop any kind of cases against the Biden, nothing looking to only, we got, we got Comer, and that's our hope, Jordan, and that we've seen nothing in any of these states where possibly this money from the Bidens may have flown through. No, no nothing from any of these attorney generals, Republican attorney generals. And um, I saw Levin today put out a, he's really getting fed up. Um, He put another tweet out that I think is worth reading here if you hadn't seen it, because it kind of goes to that idea of tit for tat, because that's really where we're at, unfortunately. That's really where we're at. And no, I'm not talking about his what even is that from earlier. Oh, that's too bad. How much prison time could Joe Biden face if he loses this reelection and is charged with felonies? running the gamut of tax fraud, bribery, obstruction, and a host of other federal crimes. You see, it'll be my mission, and should be our mission, to make sure Biden is held to account for his crimes. When the Republicans take the presidency and the DOG, uh, DOJ, FBI, we, they, must make sure it is the top priority to hold Biden and his family accountable for their crimes. The tactics used by today's DOJ, FBI, Judiciary, Democratic Party must be unleashed against them. It is time to clean out the U.S. Attorney's Office and the FBI offices, including field offices and main justice. By time limiting those who serve in these offices, attorneys should serve a term of five years or so, then that's it, out. And there will be a need to also be a full investigation and accounting of the top brass at DOJ, FBI, including but not limited to Garland, Ray, Smith, etc. This cabal has sought to destroy the political, governmental, and justice systems in this country, and they must not simply be able to walk away with big jobs from the corrupt media. This is compelled, uh, this is compelled not to get even, although that would be enough but to ensure that our country never has to go through this again, or at least make it less likely. Furthermore, other federal statutes not used since the Civil War must be employed against the Democrats as well, as they have now been used against citizens from across the country. The Democrat Party is a corrupt, totalitarian enterprise that will do anything for power. Today, it owns the legal system and most of the lower courts. This must effectively be addressed. Let the discussion start here and now. There must also be an examination of how the judiciary in D.C. has been set up, 
and how these appointments have been made. Under the Constitution, Congress creates all courts below the Supreme Court. Hence, Congress, by statute, creates these courts and determines how many of these judicial positions to assign to the various districts. We've seen the Democrat Party, Biden in particular, packing these lower courts just as they've threatened to pack the Supreme Court, and the GOP must become proactive right now in addressing this. We, the GOP, and everyone else must also look at the term uh, limiting of federal judges at all levels. The experiment with lifetime appointments has not worked well. And impeaching judges for their blatant disregard of the law and political partisanship has not been tried since Jefferson and will not work. More to come. And I heard Glenn Beck also go on a rant, just how sick and tired he was of all of this, um, doing the work to try to bring the information to light and just, you know, what we deal with at every step of the way. So the voices are getting fed up. Uh, the big voices on the right. And rightly so. And the American people are getting fed up. And we just hope it translates into next November, obviously. Yep. Yeah. And, no and, think, and think that we still have a year and four months to go still, whatever it is, four or five months. Yeah, well, we just got to keep at it. I mean, you know, I know we've talked about, well, you know, do you expect anything to happen? Probably not. But we need to make sure people know about it. I think that's that's the best that if that's the if that's the only thing that comes of this that we can expose as much of this as possible and and arm people with more knowledge than they've ever had before about these criminals that have been sitting in these offices and keep getting reelected somehow. Uh, if we can arm them with that knowledge, that's that would be probably you know the best thing we could expect is when they go into those voting booths and when they see these people out is to call them out and to not vote for them, vote for the new people, get the new people in there, hold these people to account because that's the only, the only thing they understand is when you take away their power and their money. So. I will wrap it up for a Friday night. We're back right after this live from studio six B. Studio 6P on a Friday night before we get to sports. So uh, James Rosen is the chief White House correspondent, I believe, over at Newsmax. And he was in the White House pool today at this speech up in Connecticut. And he put out afterwards, he said, breaking, (laughs) POTUS ended his gun control event in Connecticut just now with a baffling remark. God save the queen, man. At White House correspondent Todd Gilman of the Dallas News, today's pool reporter told the press corps to stop asking him why Mr. Biden said it. Gilman said, I have no idea. 
Those watching online heard the final utterance of President Biden at the gun summit, God save the queen, man. Several of you have asked me why he might have said that. I have no idea. Other poolers, likewise, have no idea. Wow. And, so that, that, and, ha- that from the White House pool out today from this just yeah. baffling comment. And President Biden has no idea. My mind's going blank now. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's not even God Save the Queen. Hello? Didn't you send uh, Anthony Blinkton there? By the way, Blinkton's <laughs> going to China. Oh. oh yeah. And China won't even let him meet with the, the Anthony Blinkton of China. Yeah, He's meeting with the guy like step below. It's like a, they just keep getting owned. But as we've said for three, now coming up on two in three quarter years, all the wrong people at all the wrong time to deal with this world we're living in. And they continue to put that on full display. So, all right, let's do some sports and hear what that is brought to you by MyPillow, of course, is a Slick Rick, Rick Emirati. What's going on, pal? Well, we know the Stanley Cup finals wrapped up on Tuesday night, but there was a story that was a little disturbing that was surrounding that, and it's the Las Vegas police arrest man who threatened a mass shooting at T-Mobile Arena. This is ESPN News Services reporting out of Las Vegas. Less than four hours before Game 5 of the Stanley Cup final was set to begin Tuesday on the Las Vegas Strip, authorities in Nevada arrested a man they say threatened to carry out a mass shooting at T-Mobile Arena, the venue where the Golden Knights would capture their first championship that very night. Uh, An arrest uh, report released Thursday by the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department identifies the suspect as Matthew DeSavio, who is described by detectives in the document as a 33-year-old man with a history of mental illnesses and arrests that would cause a reasonable person to feel terrorized, frightened, intimidated, harassed, or fearful for their immediate safety. The report doesn't say whether detectives have found any weapons in DeSavio's possession. A lawyer uh, who would comment on DeSavio's behalf, wasn't listed in jail or court records Thursday evening, so no real official comment. But in a series of rambling text messages, phone calls, and social media posts Tuesday, according to the report, the suspect threatened to shoot up the hockey game against the Florida Panthers in a massacre that would rival the October 2017 mass shooting on the Strip. That mass shooting, the deadliest in modern American history, left 60 dead and hundreds more injured. Um, At least three people contacted the police about the suspect in the hours before his arrest Tuesday afternoon. The 911 calls included an acquaintance from grade school who told DeSavio has been stalking her for close to a decade, as well as a relative with an active restraining order against DeSavio, according to the report. So thankfully, these people saw something, they said something, and the police were able to do something. So that could have been, you know, quite a quite an outcome if this guy was actually going to follow and execute it out. He could have been just talking out of his hat. But either way, you got to take that extremely serious and never want to play with that. So, you know, kudos to the uh, Metropolitan Police in Las Vegas. And just one more quick story, Big D. Young athlete injured by transgender opponent hits back at Corinne Jean-Pierre. I expect nothing less. And this is from uh, Fox News here. High school volleyball player Peyton McNabb called out the hypocrisy of the Biden administration's position on transgender students participating in girls' sports. McNabb uh, accused White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre of changing the narrative in order to play the victim. The Murphy, North Carolina student began speaking out against biological males competing in women's 
women's sports after she suffered a concussion and a neck injury in September when a transgender player spiked the ball and hit her in the face. We actually showed that on the show, if I recall correctly. Uh, she has since urged lawmakers to take action, saying in an April speech at the Independent Women's Forum that allowing biological males to compete against biological females is dangerous. Jean-Pierre, however, turned the conversation around when pressed about parents' concerns during a briefing Tuesday. That it, That is a dangerous thing to say, that essentially transgender kids we're talking about are dangerous, Jean-Pierre responded. We talked about that as well. So she went on, good for this young lady to get out there, speak out, punch back a little bit, so to speak, and uh, let Jean-Pierre know that uh, that's hypocrisy. It's nonsense. I mean, look, we know this is to stop. We report about this almost every night. Frankly, it's getting tiring, but uh, we have to report about it. So good for this young lady, punching out and pushing back at the White House. Not the best words, but she is technically, you know, pushing back. She has to. And that's a wrap in sports. Big D. Oh, by the way, Michael Jordan sold his uh, majority stake in the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, a $275 million investment back in 2010. He sold it for $3 billion. They locked the deal up today. So good for Michael jo- Michael Jordan. Good uh, good work if you can get it. Good work, yeah. Maybe you should try uh, managing our $32 trillion budget that we uh, a mess that we have now. Our deficit, I should say, in the, in the country, which was yep. announced earlier today. Maybe Corinne Jean-Pierre should go back and look at some ta- earlier tapes of her boss that sound um, that sound something like this. Maybe she should rem- maybe she should remember what his position was. Oh, not that long ago. Let's try to avoid nuance, Senator. Let me Do you support safer. gay marriage? No, Barack Obama nor I support redefining from a from a civil side what constitutes marriage. We do not support. Let's try to avoid mm-hmm. nuance. Not that long ago. Mm. He looks different. Yep. Yeah. He does look different. All right, what else is going on in the news, Rick? All right. Well, speaking of the uh that gentleman there, um Jim Comer, you know him, oversight chair, who now claims he will soon obtain bank records showing that the Biden family accepted upwards of not ten, but twenty to thirty million dollars from foreign nationals. Good yes. work if you can get it. Exactly. Yeah, we have more oh, yeah. bank records, he said. This is a quote uh, coming in to exceed ten million this week, and I think we will get between twenty and thirty million. Comer, the Republican out of Kentucky, told Fox Business uh, Maria Bartiromo. Earlier this week, Senator Chuck Grassley said the Burisma executive who allegedly paid a bribe uh, of phone calls uh, paid a bribe, had phone calls to use as an insurance policy. According to a highly credible whistleblower, the internal FD 1023 memo created in 2020 based off that information from a well-paid informant apparently details a $5 million arrangement for an exchange of money for policy decisions between then-President Joe uh, Vice President Joe Biden and the foreign national. In a a bombshell speech on the Senate floor on Monday, the Iowa lawmaker cited what is believed to be a redacted portion of the FD-1023 file from the FBI on the alleged payment. Now, Grassley said that the foreign national has 15 recordings. He claims he kept them as an insurance policy in case he got into a tight spot. And last month, Comer and his team released second-round memorandum that expands on the information it received from the original subpoena, returns as the committee continues the investigation into the Biden family's business practices uh, that, of course, go back to uh, Biden's time as vice president, saying that there were at least 20 companies affiliated with family members created intentionally with a complicated corporate structure, the memo states. And of course, this is the this is a part where they try to 
follow the money, as they say. So we'll see what happens with this. As as he was saying, they're they're looking at more bank documents that are coming in and more evidence that could possibly point to at least in these instances receiving the Biden family receiving somewhere between 20 and 30 million and that doesn't even go to the 30 million that they're looking at that came from China from a story that we had uh, about a year or so ago about a year and a half ago at this point so there's a lot of these stories out there about the Biden family the corruption the money and where it's been going and I think uh, you know as the person who who put the deal together it's going to take him at least 10 years to pull this apart and find the money well guess what it's uh, it's uh, it's happening a little faster than they than they realized well so. not fast enough for most people because just things being out there and out there is what we've been hearing for a long time so we'll see but I, I say, I say, like I said before, you crossed you crossed Jim Crom, uh, Comer at your own risk. He he's a, sounds like a serious guy uh, who's going to get to the bottom of this one way or the other. Whatever bottom he can get to, he's going to get to it, and then we'll see what uh, what happens from there. So, once again, Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there, Dad. Happy Father's Day. I hope you all enjoy the weekend. And as always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines. Make sure you visit us on social media, live from Studio6B.com. Thanks, guys, on the show. Thank Aaron. Thanks, Fran. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you Monday night live from Studio 6B. <laughs> Straight out of DuPont. <laughs> Straight out of DuPont.